Hey guys, this is John Taven again, back with another episode of Let the Healing Begin. I've been gone for a minute, but I do say that I missed you all. And of course, I want to give you all some content. I know the pandemic has been going on and some of us in these states are moving into other phases, but I do want to say this. This topic that I'm talking about is a pretty, pretty, pretty serious um, topic, you know, it's a topic that I think we've all dealt with in life. And if we have not dealt with it in life, we will deal with it. And the topic that I'm talking about for this one, I said to myself, God gave me the topic to talk about in this lifetime. I just want to help everybody understand this. You will get your heart broken. Your heart will be broken. In this lifetime, you will have people that you hold to a high expectation and they will let you down. You have people that will promise you things that, and they won't do them. I'm telling you that as long as you live on this earth, you will experience some form of heartbreak. Something's gonna take place that's gonna break your heart. It may be a relationship. You were in love with this person. You gave this person everything and they just up and left you, or you understand that now, even though I love this person, this person's not good for me. You That's heartbreaking to realize that I have to let something go or let somebody go I've loved for so long and given so much time, dedication to. And so now we're in a place now where we're saying, my heart has been broken. And my pastor always says this thing of hurt people hurt people. You get when you get hurt, some people channel it in different ways. Um, I know for me, I channel my anger sometimes and I take my anger out on people. It's not the most healthy, healthy way to do things. And it's not the best way to deal with situations because I understand I can't put people through hell because my life has been there. And I think. The first thing we have to do in understanding heartbreak is that uh, we have to allow ourselves to feel the feelings that we feel. You know, it's some people they're like, you know, you got homegirls, you got a home, uh, got homeboys, man, get over there. You got family that'll say, man, get over there, uh, girl, get over there, and things like that. But I want you to say to yourself, I need the time to heal. And in that time, people don't understand the big part of healing from heartbreak is allowing yourself to stand naked in your truth, to allow yourself to stand in the hurt, not push it down, but stand in it. That's the biggest thing we have to understand is that what we're feeling and what we are experiencing is not something to push down, but it's something that the Lord says we have to push through. Feeling those things. Don't ever force yourself to get over something. Instead of forcing yourself to get over something, force yourself to feel. Force yourself to be raw and vulnerable in the moment. Even if it's not with somebody. Sometimes it takes us saying, I got to let my walls down with myself. Because some of us, we have walls up with ourselves. We won't even allow ourselves to feel hurt. I tell people this. Getting over a broken heart can take a lot of energy. It can take a lot of time. It can take a lot of work. So understand this. Some people that are not people that are not going through it in the moment, 
can easily tell you you need to get over there. You might think you're over it, but people don't understand that the stuff that you go through in life can carry, can you can carry that with you. You can carry that with you until you're old and gray. A man broke your heart and from that point forward, you've never trusted another man to even get close to you. A woman broke your heart and from this day forward, I was that man. I was that man. I had a I had a girl that broke my heart. And when I tell you she broke my heart, I literally, and I'm not going to lie to you, as a man, I broke down and cried because I knew I loved this girl. I gave her everything I could, time, effort, monies, prayer, and I, I did all of that. And I didn't receive it in return, but it was the fact of it at the moment, I didn't want to be alone because I had been alone for so long and I had been by myself for so long. And I said to myself, God, why, why, why would I allow myself to go through that? And God told me that you needed to go through that because I need you to understand that you are your own best friend and you are your greatest aspect. You are your greatest aspect because what I had to realize is that I can't allow, I can't make another woman see the greatness that I have inside of me. I can't make another woman see that I'm a good man. I can't make another woman see that I can make her the happiest woman in the world. I can't do it. You have to see that. And I tell and I told myself after this situation, particular situation happened that John Tavon, you need to get over this, move on. But one thing I realized is what I did was I got into another relationship maybe a month later. And in my mind, I felt like I had gotten over this thing. And really, to be honest, I didn't. I, I had not. I had not gotten over it. I was still in the same place. But guess what? Those feelings didn't resonate or come back to me until the girl that I was with a month later did something that provoked, made me feel like I was with the same girl. And what she did was she didn't appreciate me. She didn't value the God in me. And she didn't understand that because of the calling that God had on my life, there was certain things I was mandated to do that I just came bypass because God called me to do it. God didn't call me to sit down on my gift. God didn't call me to put my gift on the back burner because you came along. The thing of it is I have to push past. And one thing I tell people, I can't get into relationships. I've been in relationships with with, with, with women that have basically said, you're going to choose me a God. And I'm never going to sit there and try to put God put God on the front back because you can't handle the love I have for him. And the thing of it is, I also had to realize I can't force nobody to get saved. I can't force nobody to, to want to know Jesus. That is a spiritual journey that one must take for themselves that I can't be a part of, especially being when it's something personal. You got to develop your own personal relationship with God. So I couldn't force that. And so she didn't respect the, the, the God that the God in me. And so therefore, I found myself back in the same spot again. We broke up. I was heartbroken. I was going through. I was angry. I was mad at the world because I said to myself, um, Natalie Cole had a song. I'm catching hell. I felt in my mind that I'm catching hell. 
because every time I got into every time I got into a relationship, I was the happiest person in the world. Then once the breakup took place, then I was the saddest person in the world. I would sit in my car sometimes and just drive, 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 and I would cry. And I would listen to music that would just make me boohoo. I remember one time, I remember one night I was driving home from work. And I got off exactly at 11. I had rushed out the door because I was really tired that night. And I was so hurt. I pulled over on the side of the road and I listened to music. I listened to music. I sat in my car and I just talked to the Lord because I needed some type of comfort. Because I couldn't I couldn't stand the feeling. I couldn't take the feeling and the feeling was too much for me to bear. And I had to say to myself that it can take a long time and that's okay. I, God said it may take a long time for me to get over something, but it's okay. So I had to understand, I had to try a little tenderness with myself. I had to be gentle with myself. You know, it helps sometimes that when your heart is broken, to just talk to someone about it and just say, this is what I feel. And, and, I, and it's, it, it, it's great to go to somebody that you know for a fact you can talk to. And it's not, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have said this. I wouldn't have said that. Just simply saying I'm here. Because sometimes that's the words that I'm looking to hear, that I'm here and I'm going to support you. You ain't got to go through this by yourself. And I've learned that. I've learned that because when I get go through stuff, I had a I have this bad thing of shedding people out, not allowing people in. And then on top of that, I end up suffering alone. So one thing I realized is that I was afraid to experience negative feelings. I always tried to portray myself as if I was happy. I would go to church, pretend like I was happy. I would get up there, lead praise and worship and pretend like I was happy. I would sit up there and lead songs in the choir and I was not happy. I was worn out. I was tired in my spirit. I was going through hell in my mind. The devil really had me in a space where I said, I don't want to do any of this anymore. Remember, I had to remember to myself that feeling this stuff ain't going to kill me. But it's simply, I have to move through it. I have to move through it and not only move through it, but make sure that when I'm moving through it, I'm dealing with every feeling that I feel. Some people say, stop all that crying. Let yourself cry. You're not crying about nobody. That cries for you. You ever had a person, um, you may know a family member or a friend that had a close relative die. And you, you will say to yourself, I remember going to the funeral. I remember going to the wake and I don't ever remember him crying one time. So guess what? I remember when my great grandmother died, I cried, but for a long time, I, etern I, I internalized that hurt that I felt because I felt guilty. And let me tell you why I felt guilty. I felt guilty because when I first started working, my grand around the time I started working my grandma got sick and when my grand when my great grandmother got sick they would go down and try to see her as often as they could and of course every trip most of the time i was not able to make it and so the last time i saw her 
she was in a hospital bed, but she wasn't awake. She wasn't awake. But then when I saw her, then when eventually she did get discharged from the hospital, her memory was gone. She didn't remember who people were and things like that. She would um have these um spells where she would think she was somewhere else and she would say that she's she would just basically be reliving old memories and stuff would just become realistic to her and she wouldn't know where she was. She would think she's somewhere. She'll sometimes revert and think that she was still working for this family she worked for and things like that. And that, and I internalized that hurt because I said I should have been there. And it took me a long time to get over that because I broke my heart to know, realize that she was gone and that I didn't spend the amount of time that I should have spent with her. And so it's, it was a lot for me. And so when you realize, when you deal with heartbreak, it, it, it's hard. It's going to be hard. And sometimes crying takes that. You know, um, this sometimes you have to realize it takes energy. It's going to take a lot of energy to get it out. When you feel like I feel a lot of anger, because I'm, it's typically not a lot of sadness, it's anger. It's, sometimes it's towards myself and sometimes it's towards other people. And I realized that I had to place in my mind forgiveness. The, I, I remember my first sermon I preached, I preached about forgiveness. And that sermon blesses me till this day because forgiveness has never been about another person or letting somebody off the hook by saying, I'm, I forgive you. Forgiveness has, was is truly for you. And some people don't realize forgiveness is sometimes to stop feeling angry and st or blaming someone who has done something wrong to you. You know, I tell people that sometimes in relationships, if they don't, if it doesn't work out, it just simply wasn't a good fit. You know, God, I tell people this, I was one of those people I didn't care about dating. But when I started dating, I hurt my, I got hurt so bad when I started dating because I realized that women are just as cutthroat as men are. And women will take advantage of you. Women will use you. Women will cheat on you too. And so it's it's a hurtful thing to say, I know I'm a great guy, but I wasn't enough for her. And then I always said to myself, I had these insecurities about myself that were horrible because I always said to myself, I don't look as good as he do or I'm not as athletic as this guy. What do I have? I can just preach. I can just sing. That's about it. I can't offer you nothing else. But I had to realize that I had to build self-esteem up. But oftentimes we will feel this fire and this spark for somebody, but don't understand why. We don't understand why. And I have to really um, take that into, I had to really take that into consideration because you'll find yourself in situations when your heart is broken that you'll start lying to yourself just to, just to make yourself feel comfortable. 
I did that for a long time. I lied to myself. I lied to myself. I didn't allow myself to be accountable for how I felt, and I wasn't real about how I felt. I really felt like in many relationships I had with girls, I lied to myself because I knew for a fact some of these girls were not for me because they didn't know God. Um, They didn't know God. They didn't care to know God. They didn't respect the calling of God on my life. And I knew that. I knew it from the jump. I did. I just liked the fact that I had somebody to finally talk to because I was lonely. And I tell people to this day, I still feel lonely sometimes, but I'm okay. I am. I'm okay. So sometimes it takes us just kind of being honest with ourselves, because like I said, when you're used to something, it's so easy to revert back to it. Just like people that are in abusive relationships, a lot of people that are in abusive relationships typically run back to abusive relationships. They typically are run to another person that will abuse them. Because in their mind, that's their form of love. They feel like if he's not beating me, he don't love me. You get what I'm saying? And so me, I had to remember in each relationship, what was tempting for me is remembering how we were all in love when we first met. How we remember she was the best person in the world. How I remember she was the finest thing in the world. And then she was the best thing to me. I had to rem- I-, I remembered all that, but I didn't really want to think about the fact of how bad she got. You know what I'm saying? It is a it is a power thing. It's a power thing. When your heart is broken, it is a power thing. Once you got your heart broken, you got to realize it is a point where you have to go and take back your power. Getting back your power as soon as you can is important. You may not be able to control your ex. You may not be able to even, you're not going to be able sometimes to control your thoughts or your feelings. You get what I'm saying? I just don't. I just don't. I, I, I'm just saying it. It's some. You have to take the power back. You have to take your power back, because once you release your power to a situation or a person, you'll never feel whole. You'll never feel complete, and you'll always feel less than to yourself. You can either choose to receive a relationship as a gift that it is, or it was just there to cause you pain because some relationships they came just to cause you pain life is made up most of the time of a collection collection of moments you got to realize that um pain is going to come pain is going to come pain is going to come regardless of how you feel about it anytime your heart get broken there is going to be pain But the thing that we have to know is 
once we get our power back, we can live again. I remember when I when I was going through all those bad relationships with females, I knew for a fact I had lost my power because I felt to myself because most of them either left me for somebody or they either just were like. They gave me their number and then they never text me back. Or they just said that I'm not interested in you that way. You get what I'm saying? And it broke my heart. And then I think the last the last young lady I spoke to, she just simply told me that I'm not what you need. And I respected her so much for telling me I'm not what you need. Not for that in your life. She said, I love you as a person, but I, you, I, you as a girlfriend, you're not going to you don't need me. Because she said that there's something on your life that I can't be a part of. She said, there's some, that's, there's a strong anointing on your life that God has called you to do something and he's wants to, and he's going to link you with a person that's going to add to that vision. There's going to be a powerful prayer warrior. That's going to be a powerful preacher. And I respected her for saying that because that gave me power. They gave me power. So, in that being said, heartbreak is something that's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to get your heart broken in this world. Yeah, you're going to get mad. Yeah, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm mad as hell. And some days I find myself saying I'm mad as hell. And I got and I get mad because people don't see the greatness in me. Nobody notices the wonderful things that I do. People have forgotten about me. And so this episode of Let the Healing Begin, I want you to heal from being broken. I want you to heal your heart. Because it's a matter of the heart. And so understand this, God will send you somebody. That'll love everything about you, not just love everything about you, but love your uniqueness, love your differences, love your flaws, love the person that you are and the person that you are. You're somebody's paradise compared to the hell that they're going through at the very at this very moment. And I said to myself, John Tavian, don't ever lose yourself. Because. The anointing that's on your life, the devil will not love nothing more than for you to lose your mind and give up. Because that was one time I felt like I was going to lose my mind. I said, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. I felt like that man at the pool of Bethesda. I felt like every time I got up, somebody jumped in front of me and grabbed the blessing that was mine. You get what I'm saying? I felt that way. I just didn't understand what it was that needed to take place in my life. So down the road, I've grown. I've done a lot of growing. And not only that, but with God's help, I've I've gotten I found a new avenue. I found a new way to experience God that is conducive for me. Because I wasn't praying like I should have. I wasn't living like I should have. I I couldn't do it 
the way I've been doing it. Because I remember a point in my life where I wouldn't sing, I wouldn't preach, and then I fell out of going to church. And that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. To fall, to feel like you fell out of love with church, feel like you fell out of love with God, and then to feel like you fell out of love with people. That's a scary place to be. Because once I once I had said, I just forget about this church stuff and this God thing. Because God, everything I pray God doesn't do. And I remember one night I told God, I said, take me out of here. Because I had, I had experienced so much pain that I didn't know which which way to go. I didn't know who to trust. I, I was looking for somebody to love me and somebody to say that John Taven, I simply care. It wasn't even about being romantically loved. It wasn't about being loved by my family. It was a point of, I just wanted somebody to love me and care about me and respect me and say, John Tavian, I'm here for you because I was here for people and they were not there for me. You know, your phone can ring off the hook with people trying to get you to talk them through their situation. And once they feel better, then all of a sudden you can't get an answer from them. I have friend. I had a friend. She was that very same way. It broke my heart because we had been friends for a long time. And what broke my heart is, is that when you were going through and you needed things, I was there for you. I tell people this, it's a lot of stuff, but when you've invested time, money, and prayers and all that for people's family and for people and for people to look at you and basically tell you you nothing or just typically talk to you like you trash, it's a hard thing to deal with and it's a hard pill to swallow. But I thank God that he released me from it because I had to go through that to get to where I am today. I want to thank you today because I hope this heals somebody because it's healing me as I, as we speak about it. As I speak about this, it's healing me. I've been hurt. I've been torn down. I've wanted to give up. But because the master of the sea lifted me up and came down and grabbed me out of the pit that I was in. And he held me close in his arms and said that I am his own. It's, it's, it's amazing to know that a God like this could love a sinner like me, a jacked up person like me, a messed up, crazy, you know, sometimes bitter me. So, I was watching, and anybody that knows me knows I, I'm an avid lover of Maya Angelou. My God, rest her soul, I love Maya Angelou. And Maya Angelou, had a, she did an interview with Oprah Winfrey, and Maya Angelou, she said something that I went in prayer and did, and I weeped before the Lord. And from that day forward, my life has never been the same. 
she said that I was reading a book and my then mentor, Mr. Wilkerson, she said she was reading out of the book in the book in one, one part of the book, it said that God loves me. And then she said, Mr. Wilkerson told her to say it again. And then she said it again, God loves me. And so I went in prayer that night and I said, God loves me. Then I said it again, God loves me. Then I said it again, God loves me. And it's amazing that a God that is so perfect can love somebody that is so unperfect. But God uses imperfect people. And typically most of the time, your blessing comes in those people who are under served, who are counted out, who are pushed aside, who are deemed as not important, or who's deemed as not 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 the creme de la creme of whatever. So don't get so your heart your heart may be broken right now. Heal. Heal. And don't judge yourself for taking time and healing. I haven't judged myself from taking time. I haven't judged myself for taking time and healing. I've healed from a lot of the scars that I've had. And I'm moving on and I'm in a better place in my life. But I really hope today that this talk about your heart being broken and the matters of the heart and how to deal with your heart when your heart is broken. I hope this can help you. So I want to, you know, I always I kind of always close in prayer. Sometimes I don't, but I want to close in prayer today. And I hope this prayer helps somebody. I want to say, Father God, I thank you for being such a righteous and holy God, for being a God that sits high and looks low, who sees all and knows all, who knows the matters of my heart, who knows my mind, who knows that I love him with every fiber of my being.